The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat, Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. The title of our show today is Consumer Safety, Are We Making Progress? My guest, Yulia Coach and Frank Chano and I will be discussing the assumptions that we Americans make about the chemicals used to make the ordinary products that we buy and use every day and the safety testing that the ordinary products undergo before we buy them. You may be surprised to learn just how little is really done. How many of the approximate 140 million products produced worldwide will we will buy and use in your lifetime or our lifetime? Uh, we're going to be talking today a little bit of a uh, different approach, but we're going to be talking today about recent events and how they affect us. Before we get started with today's show, I'd like to thank our sponsors that make the show possible. Business and Quality Process Management, LLC. BQPM provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. The principles of BQPM played a key role in the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program, used by more than 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate their compliance to the European Union's Restriction of Hazardous Substance Laws. To learn more about what the BQPM does and how they can help your company, visit their website at www.bqpm.com. Secure Components, Secure Components LLC an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to achieve international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. Their IECQ CAP certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE 6081 standard, when you need to find quality obsolete or hard-to-find components, you want Secure Components on your team. To learn more about what Secure Components can do for you, visit their website at www.securecomponents.com. I'd also like to recognize the firm, the uh, law firm Goldberg Sagala, who is a regular con- 
contributor on our show. Today we have Mr. Frank Chano, senior partner with Goldberg Sagala, joining us as well. Thank you, Stan. You're quite welcome, Frank, and welcome to the show today, both you and Yulia. Uh, good morning. Um, and Stan, before we get started, let me just give the usual disclaimer that uh, absolutely you know, the law in every state varies and every factual situation is different. I'm not providing any legal advice on this show. What I'm giving is just general commentary for people's information. If anyone has any specific questions about any particular matter, they should contact a properly licensed attorney in their state or they can call me. Okay. Excellent. We always want to make sure we're doing the right things from the legal perspectives. Thank you, sir. As, as I started out in uh, this, more, this uh, discussion today, we're going to be talking about recent events and what's happening in the world around us relative to the hazardous substances and everyday products and the counterfeit materials and products that we're finding around the world. Um, the first first interesting topic actually comes to us from Ann Arbor, uh, and what we're looking at here is actually very timely. It's the Mardi Gras activities going on uh, throughout. I guess it's actually throughout the world uh, that that process where those uh, celebrations take place, and. There's a report out about the beads and the things that get uh, tossed out to the participants of the parades, and it appears that those things that are tossed out there can be extremely toxic with uh, lead, with cadmium. Uh, it's really interesting. I'd like to uh, just kind of, exp- you know, based on this, realizing that a lot of this material are things that you you and I enjoy participating in the processes and we wind up with these uh, types of products in our hands. Um, toxic. I, I just can't say enough about this particular subject. I guess, Yulia, when you think about this, uh, your mom, you've got a family and I don't mean to just target the mom and family thing, but you're also into brand recognition. You're, you're, professionally a um, help companies develop their brands um, what, what are your initial thoughts of this I mean realizing that you're standing on the side of the street somebody tosses you something that could actually harm you as a human being uh, well Stan um, let me just say this it really scares me it um it scares me. Um, I am concerned about my family's safety. I am concerned about uh, the safety of our communities. I am concerned for all of us, uh, both as a mom and as a professional. And uh, those of us who have been specifically passionate about this issue, uh, I'm hoping uh, I am speaking for uh, for them and us when when I say that I am very concerned. I am very concerned about hazardous uh, substances uh, in our 
And this concern now is informed by more and more data. Uh, this is hardcore data and reports regarding uh, toxins in cosmetics, chemicals in clothing, heavy metals in children's toys, and mercury, lead, and other substances that now we know they make us sick, and yet they continue to be used every day in our household items, appliances, electronics. Um, you know, Stan, you are uh, also a parent and a grandfather. And imagine taking your grandkids to a celebration and, and possibly watching them picking up some of these beats and, and, and putting uh, them um, in, in their mouths or, uh, you know, taking some of them home and after not, you know, washing their hands, eating um, eating a cookie, uh, what do you think of that? What do you think uh, um, we can do in order to um, educate um, our loved ones and our community about the dangers of this? Yes. First, first, let me back you up just a pinch. Uh, I'm only really very young. I have grandchildren, but they're all adopted. So um, to get to get it in perspective, uh, while Yulia says that I have grandchildren, I'm 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 kidding you. Yes, I have grandchildren, and uh, I'm very proud of the fact that all five of them are are basically good, healthy um, children. Let, let's put this in perspective. You talk about the toxics. Now, I'm reading the report, which was uh, is currently on the Internet, and it's a CBS Detroit uh, report. It is out about Mardi Gras. Uh, the title of this is Ann Arbor Group Finds Toxic Chemicals in Mardi Gras Beads. And from the testing they did, they're reporting that they found – Two-thirds of the beads had over 100 parts per million of lead in them. Uh, they used a benchmark. They used this benchmark because it is, uh, it's the regulatory limit for products intended for children, the use by children. It also says that the toxic flame retardants were found to be at much higher levels, 1 or 2% by weight, which works out to be 10,000 to 20,000 parts per million. Um, I want to bring Frank into this. Uh, here, here we've got a festivity, Frank, something that uh, you know, we all enjoy. Uh, what, what are we doing to ourselves um, from a legal point of view with things like this? Well, from a legal point of view, Stan, what has to start happening is people – have to really take control over themselves, their lives, and self-responsibility. Everyone is aware of the outsourcing in places like China where things are made with you know, less than U.S. standards of manufacturing processes and chemicals and things like that. And people need to recognize that if they're buying you know, 100 Mardi Gras beads for a dollar or five dollars, they're not going to be of the highest quality. And people need to recognize that they need to take action to protect themselves against these things. And there are two things that you can do. One is not touch a Mardi Gras bead, because as this article says, most of the shiny beads are the ones that are problematic. And in, in my experience, most of them are the, the shiny beads. The, the clear ones are not problematic. 
So either just don't handle the shiny beads because people you should you know people know that they are they can be toxic. Or on the other side, if you if people do choose to engage in this activity, they need to follow up, as Julia said, by washing their hands. Don't put the beads in them. Don't let children put the beads in their mouth. Don't wear them against your skin. Make sure there's a layer of clothing on it. But just people need to be aware that this is out there, that they need to take steps to protect themselves. Yes. Um, and at the same time, we say that, um, you know, I've raised two children of my own, again, as we've mentioned, uh, grandchildren and all of us out here that have family. And, and it's not particularly just children, I guess. You know, if you're a young adult uh, that hasn't had children yet, that same issue can actually uh, become a problem. Uh, Yulia, you uh, you were about to say something. Yes, absolutely. And and I actually wanted to bring that specific issue into the conversation. About uh, two weeks ago, CNN put out breaking news uh, um, uh, with an article entitled Putting the Next Generation of Brains in Danger. What are we talking about? Um, the number of chemicals known to be toxic to children's developing brains has doubled over the last seven years. This is a recent statement from Harvard School of Public Health and uh, Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. Um, through there, we're looking at pregnant women. We're looking at what they are eating, what they are touching, and what uh, what is happening through that to our generations. And and those of you who are interested can definitely uh, look into it even further. Uh, but I do want to mention that we are possibly looking at uh, the next generation of children uh, growing up with uh, chemicals in their systems uh, from birth. And I don't even want to think about what can possibly uh, happen uh, to these young children who are born with chemicals that should not be uh, in their brains. Uh, very interesting. I want to I want to point out here that the uh, study also found that more than eighty percent of the beads and and again this is going back to the uh, Mardi Gras and the testing that was done the beads contained at least one harmful chemical lead hazardous flame retardants arsenic or cadmium nearly eighty percent of the beads contained four hundred parts per million of bromine suggesting the use of the um, halogenated flame retardants, which are actually outlawed here in the U.S., over two-thirds, 71% or 34 out of uh, 48 of the Mardi Gras glass beads tested exceeded 100 parts per million of lead. Now, technically, lead is common in glass. Uh, Some of us actually you know, really aspire to buy crystal, uh, which is has a very high content of lead in it. So, once again, uh, you know, the internet is is truly amazing with information, relative information, and everything we're talking about today is within the last uh, four to six, eight weeks of time frame. So, to our audience, to our listening audience, uh, by all means. 
te- check it out. Verify and, and make sure and do everything you can to prevent your children, your grandchildren from actually taking what comes natural and putting the beads directly into their mouth or equally as important, those that wind up uh, handling the beads, then grabbing the hamburger and you start eating, there, there is a transfer process. If there's lead or cadmium uh, on that material that you're handling, it's very easy to wind up transferring that directly into the, uh, to the body. Um, when we come back, we're, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but, uh, or just a few, little, little less than a minute. But when we come back, I'd like to chat with Frank a little bit and get some ideas relative to what, what can consumers do since you are, in fact, uh, winding up with things that you didn't anticipate, either in hazardous substances or counterfeit, what, ra- what actions, what legal steps could a person take if they, this becomes a problem? We're going to take a uh, short break here. We'll be right back. Please uh, don't go away. We'll look forward to talking to you some more. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, Back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Dan Salat. Our show today is Keep Toxic Toxins 
out, dangerous chemicals hurt us all. Uh, actually, that's not the topic. Uh, that's not the title. It's consumer safety. Are we making progress? You know, every once in a while I have to test the audience and, uh, and my staff and make sure that we know what we're doing. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, we, we are continuing to talk about the, uh, the effects of toxic materials, where we find them and how they affect us. Uh, before the break, we Yulia was was talking about was uh, help me out, Yulia. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were specifically looking at uh, toxins in uh, in products, and I um, you started mentioning Mardi Gras and what a what a joyful, uh, fun uh, event uh, can be for specifically for families, and yet uh, a simple bead can actually contain chemicals that are harmful all the way from, uh, from you know, uh, pregnancy throughout, throughout our human life cycle. And then Frank was mentioning um, that we also need to be looking at everyday products. Sadly, um, we can avoid buying beads. And personally, as a parent, I will simply tell my 10-year-old, we are not going to buy beads because they might have, or it probably has chemicals that are not good for us. But what about uh, those consumer products that we actually have to buy? And and we were specifically mentioning um, toys, uh, booster seats. Uh, I think, Frank, uh, you had a couple of other items uh, you add that we simply uh, cannot avoid to buy. Would you uh, care to mention a few? Right. I mean, these plastic items are everywhere. You have plastic plates, plastic forks, plastic cups that kids put their food on and eat from. And Stan, you asked me before, what could people do to protect themselves? Um, And I mentioned it with the Mardi Gras beads, but with all of these other items of daily living, to me, in my opinion, what people can do best is to buy their things from reputable sources reputable manufacturers, reputable store chains, where people can hopefully buy with confidence that the plastic plates they're buying for their picnic aren't laced with harmful chemicals, that they meet and exceed the requirements of all applicable standards. The, the old caveat of buyer beware and you get what you pay for stand very true in the face of, of this epidemic of cheap and potentially poisonous plastic products. As I spend time uh, working with various companies, working with uh, some government agencies, one of the things that keeps coming back in uh, back to to my reality is the U.S. has gone to great length through a lot of advocacy to restrict the hazardous substances or substances that we consider hazardous. We've put in, in, into place regulations and laws that prevent manufacturers from actually being able to purchase the hazardous type of materials. And then there is some control on how much can be used when it is used. And as we go into and talk about the globalization of products, one of the things that becomes evident when you travel around the world, and I generally see 200,000 air miles a year, so I do a tremendous amount of traveling. Uh, and what I've seen in doing that is where the regulations aren't. Uh, the various countries where there just isn't the same legal 
uh, infrastructure, I guess, is a way to, to say it. Uh, Frank, uh, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just get the sense that we were faced with the differences between cultures and countries. Yeah, that is part of it, Stan, and also the there's a, a number of issues that go into that, the economic base of the country, the stability of the government in those countries. Generally speaking, the United States, Canada, and most of the European Union, they have very, very stringent regulations on what can and cannot be sold to the consuming public. And those countries or regions really do their best to protect consumers from uh, from dangerous chemicals. But then when you have the developing nations that are just trying to increase their economic base, they're not as concerned with the same things that the United States, Canada, and the European Union are concerned with. And they're willing to cut a lot of corners just to sell product. And unfortunately, there is a, there is a market here in the United States for those very, very cheap, very disposable products that unfortunately could be problematic for consumers. Yeah, that kind of brings brings us to uh, another one of the recent events going on. This one is in, um, let's see, the Ministry of Commerce and Industry, and this would be in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's actually published through the Arabia News. 1.5 million pieces of counterfeit electrical equipment, including mobile phones, chargers, um, which were in violation of local local specifications. These are counterfeits that they found. I want to read to you here. The ministry uh, said that the confiscated equipment included more than 32,000 mobile phone chargers. 205 car mobile chargers, 6,000 iPhone electrical leads, the wires that hook them up to chargers, I guess, 1,300 batteries for Nokia phones, 32,000 chargers carrying popular brand names, and 35,000 headphones carrying various brand names, 125,000 empty boxes to repackage the chargers. I got to believe that these are not all being brought into Saudi Arabia or, or that part of the world and sold to their consumers, that given the internet, the procurement cycle, and so forth, that uh, these could actually be destined to come into the U.S. Yes, Dan, this, this leads to a double-edged danger to consumers. Because on the one hand, with these counter-electrical products, you know, the plastic housings that hold the chargers are also substandard. And you can get leaching chemicals into your fingers, and then, and then you eat something, and you're ingesting things like cadmium and lead. So that's one problem. A second and equally, if not bigger problem, is the dangers that these present to the consuming public. All of these electrical components could easily start a fire or cause your battery to blow up or cause other serious personal injury. And, you know, these things, uh, these are the sorts of things that you find on, from street vendors and things like that. Again, not a reputable source for your products. And 
consumers really need to know that buying these dollar phone chargers really are putting them in a, for an immediate risk of personal injury. Yeah, that that there there's the injury part of it, and in some of these reports that we've been looking at, um, one particular one talking about counterfeit, and it particularly is the counterfeit of uh, sports equipment, sports gear, and the one I was looking at was in the NBA uh, gear, and that's 500 items during All Star 2014 weekend. Counterfeit T-shirts, counterfeit jackets, counterfeit caps. There's two aspects of the counterfeit. One is somebody is stealing the brand, the intellectual property, and using it to make money, uh, to profit from it. But it also goes on to talk about how do you get a cheaper T-shirt or how do you get a cheaper brand-type garment. Uh, And this goes back, Frank, to what you said. They make them with lower quality materials. They also make them with more toxic uh, content. And the third Uh, thing is these items of clothing are not flame retardant in general. Right. According to U.S. standards. So if if, uh, these T-shirts catch on fire or get too close to a heat source, the wearer could be subject to significant personal injury or even death. And, and Yulia, uh, just to come back around, you know, we we talk about this from the standpoint of consumers and the effects on consumers. This also has to take a toll on two aspects of this. It takes a toll on the um, consumer, but it also takes a toll on the legitimate producer and their brand. How does how does in the branding world, how does that affect companies? Oh, that is an excellent question, Stan. I mean, first of all, um, I am assuming that um, most manufacturers, legitimate companies who care about their brand, uh, they are managing their brand wisely. Um, I do not want to highlight uh, various companies uh, that I do support, but I know that branding can be done right. Uh, There are ways to disclose to your consumers uh, your entire supply chain. What are your sources? How do you audit those sources? Um, How can you ensure that what you are outsourcing or what you are bringing in uh, is actually the real thing? And as you mentioned, Stan, in this, uh, this day and age with technology and Internet at our fingertips at all times, Uh, I do believe that we as consumers and professionals can take a stand. We can actually, um, if we are aware what to look for, can spot uh, fakes or can choose at least to be educated and and, and not buy them. Go to, as I said, company sources, look at the brand, follow the reports of our favorite favorite products and make sure that what we bring in into our houses are uh, safe or deemed safe. Um, I also need to mention that there are also organizations uh, such as the Hazardous Substance Free Alliance um, that is advocating for a right to know about the volume and type of toxins in our products. 
uh, the Washington Toxic Coalition, whose uh, Nancy Uding we had on the show last year, uh, is also urging to pass a Toxic-Free Cats and Families Act. Um, sometimes when I talk to parents about the issue of counterfeit and toxins, their friends, they simply throw their hands up in the air and say, you know what, I am just feeling overwhelmed. What, do you want me to go and, you know, pitch up a tent and, and you know, uh, carry my own food in a, in a, in a bucket um, and start making my own cleaning products? And, and to that, I usually say, no, that, you know. That, that, that would be a good idea. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, well, I just simply, you know, I simply go back to to prevention. Uh, and, and you know, it starts from, from being an educated consumer, being a role model to your kids, prevent exposure at home, in our schools. Uh, how do you become a smart consumer? And that's specifically what we are talking about today. I can, I can imagine us telling the... Uh the general population consumers that they get to start manufacturing all their own goods personally. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I, I don't I, think I, my mom friends would actually like hearing that. I think yeah. um, they really like their, their I don't gadgets. Think, yeah, Frank, I don't think the, the, uh, the land of uh, industry would, would take kindly to me either. <laughs> no, probably not. Stan. When we look at these, uh, particularly in the clothing industry. I don't know if uh, Goldberg Sagala has clientele in that, that industry, but in general, again, from a branding point of view, I am very familiar with the electronics industry and know that when somebody comes out with a, a knockoff, a fake, um, a counterfeit, if you will, that I can't sit back as a manufacturer of integrity and not do something. Oh, that, that's right, Stan. There are two things that a manufacturer has to worry about. One is when you have knockoffs, you, you, you are diluting your intellectual property, your trademarks, your service marks. And manufacturers have an obligation to police the market to be sure that their trademarks are not being infringed. In the extreme case, and even not so extreme cases, a man, you, you could actually lose your trademarks if you don't properly police them and keep them from falling into the public domain or being otherwise misused. From, from a, and from a second perspective with manufacturers, there's a tremendous loss of revenue when people are buying counterfeit goods. They're not buying into the market that was developed by the manufacturer at significant cost. So the manufacturers also losing out. You know, when people go out and buy the, the knockoff name brand pocketbooks and purses and shoes, those companies spent a lot of time, money, and energy building up those brands, only to have it stolen by someone else. On a, on a third third perspective, there's a there's a risk to these companies of product liability, product liability, and other litigation because these counterfeit goods usually don't, almost always, don't perform as well as the genuine article. And when it, when it fails, these manufacturers get sued. And sometimes these counterfeits and knockoffs are so good that the manufacturer is sued instead of the knockoff supplier. And the manufacturer winds up defending a case over a product that never even sold. So it becomes very problematic on a number of levels for manufacturers. 
Yeah, it's that. That's um, yeah. It keeps coming around to the same thing that as a manufacturer, I have, as you said, a double-edged sword because I've invested in building it, uh, building my brand uh, from a brand point of view. That's an expensive process. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes money. And then if that brand is counterfeited, I potentially lose my recognition. All the goodwill from it, but then I get people talking about it. And with the internet today, if somebody starts ranking me without realizing it's counterfeit, I'm suddenly going from a brand with a four-star or five-star rating to a brand with a one-star rating because people perceive that I'm selling um, inferior products now. Right. Uh, not not to mention they could be dangerous or they could be hazardous, have an extensive amount of hazardous substances. Right. Well, we're up for another break, so uh, stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, Back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. The title of our show show today is Consumer Safety, Are We Making Progress? My guest, Yulia Koch and Frank Chano and I have been discussing uh, some of the assumptions we make when purchasing, when partying, and when conducting business 
relative to counterfeit uh, products, counterfeit uh, materials, as well as the hazardous substances found in many of our ongoing um, purchases. Uh, Hazardous substances, actually, that we are not aware of. We have been talking about some of the recent news. I actually want to bring up yet another one that it, uh, is out on the Internet today. It's another CBS uh, report, and it's talking about experts stating that up to 10% of perfume is fake and could be toxic. Um, I I'm I'm looking at the word perfume and saying, well, you know, since I'm not a, a woman that wears perfume, I probably don't care as much. But I am a man who snuggles up with women that wear perfume, and I probably go back to caring again. Um, so so uh, that may not be the most politically correct thing to say, but be that as it may, it's already been said. Um, the report talks about what they're finding and again this is a combination of counterfeiting and the toxins associated with it uh, since I've already stuck my foot in my mouth Yulia you want to you want to chime in before I get any worse um, I will not talk about perfumes um, uh, okay uh, but I will um, you want to talk about me snuggling <laughs> up to you <laughs> or somebody else Dan, I think I'm going to take it from you um, you know, um, actually, I wanted to talk about our audience. Uh, yes, you can. You can actually court our audience, and we should. Uh, those of you joining us today, um, I wanted to say thank you. Without you and your support, we could not be talking about our passion. We could not take it to the airways. Uh, so we do appreciate the fact that you are with us this morning. And I also wanted to remind you that uh, you're welcome to go to the show's website, People to People. You're welcome to look at uh, Stan's bio. Uh, his contact information is there. We would love to hear from you. Uh, why are you listening? What is your concern? Are we addressing your questions? Uh, have you had an experience with a product that made you sick? Uh, Frank is here. Stan is here. I am here sometimes on a show, sometimes behind a show. Uh, and we are so uh, looking forward to hearing from you. And with that, uh, let's, let's go back and look at what can we do collectively um, today to protect ourselves and, and to protect our communities? Um, I tend to be very pragmatic uh, and I always want to hear about solutions. Solutions are a good way to think about consumer purchases. It's a great way to teach our children how to become smart consumers. Okay, well, I'm a, I'm a great great uh, recovery from my uh, my comments <laughs> and great calls to action i i want to uh, bring this to everybody's attention then i'm going to pass the baton back over to uh, frank you know this this still bothers me and a lot of what i do regarding this show is out of passion uh this article that i started to talk about relative to uh perfumes The uh, report here says that imposter products are often made with cheap ingredients, such as alcohol or worse. What is uh, often in fake fragrances are ingredients like antifreeze, 
poorly based chemicals in urine. Uh, this is a report that came from uh, Valerie uh, Salimer, Salim, Salimber, uh president of the uh, Authentics Foundation. You know, again, we we need to really think twice before we go to a street vendor. We need to think twice, three, four times. It's always um, – how do I say this? We're always looking for a good deal. And when you see a product that has a brand name on it that you you really would like to have, but it's at half the price or less, you need to be very cautious. Uh, we are really trying to set up a system whereby you can go to an Internet site, a trusted site, look up the content of any products using some very simple tools like your iPhone, your Android, uh, any smartphone. Um, I, I got to, once again, I'm going to come back to Frank and uh, particularly in, in the chemical world. What, what, what could I do? If I'm a, a consumer, I've bought something that I thought was authentic and I wind up uh, particularly with perfumes or deodorants, uh, that type of thing. I could wind up with rashes. I could wind up with skin problems. Do I have or any, or worse, uh, do I have anything I can do from a legal perspective other than complain or, or start a, uh, do I have to go find a thousand people to do a class action type approach? Uh, it, it depends, Dan. You know, and there's different people that you're buying from. If you're buying from a street vendor, you have absolutely no recourse. I mean, there's, there's, there's no way that the street vendor is going to be able to stand behind this product from a practical point of view. As a consumer, if you're buying a product from a manufacturer and the, manu- and the product is not what it is represented to be, you can sue that manufacturer or the retailer or the distributor or anyone in the chain of distribution. And in there, every state in the United States has what's called consumer protection laws or statutes that, broadly speaking, simply say that if a consumer is deceived when buying any sort of product, that consumer can sue the manufacturer or the supplier or the seller or the retailer for fraud in selling that product. These consumer protection statutes are written in an extremely broad, vague manner, so as to give consumers the broadest level of protection possible. And they're often very difficult for manufacturers to defend against. Now, whether or not they can sue themselves, whether or not they can sue, uh, they have to get a class action, really depends on what the harm is. I mean, if you're buying a big ticket item, um, you know, you probably have enough damages to hire a lawyer and sue the company yourself. But if your if your damages are slight, or you know, the, the your individual case doesn't warrant um, an individual lawsuit, there is a possibility of things like class actions being brought against manufacturers, suppliers, sellers, and retailers. So, on the consumer side, there is protection available to them. On the manufact on the sellers side, again, whether you're not the, if you're the retail store. The protections available to you 
are to ensure the integrity of your supply chain. We, we didn't discuss it as much during this show, Stan, but, you know, there's faulty electronics that go into bigger ticket items like televisions, toasters, uh, your right. automobile. Uh-huh. So if your company is a retail seller of products, you need to ensure that you're buying from reputable manufacturers. The manufacturers protect themselves by being sure that they're sourcing their subcomponents from reputable suppliers. We've all heard stories of, in cost-cutting measures, companies trying to reduce the overall cost of a product will start to look at alternative sources of raw materials or subcomponents. When that happens, when they, the manufacturers buy from the cheapest source available, they could be getting inferior or counterfeit products. So tracing it up the supply chain, the manufacturers also need to ensure the integrity of their subcomponents and to be sure they're only buying from reputable suppliers. So, so there really is responsibility on both sides of the fence, Stan and Julia. On one side of consumers, to be smart consumers and realize you get what you pay for. And on the manufacturer's side, to be sure that we're buying from reputable suppliers to be sure our final product is what it's intended to be. Uh, it really is a case of paying attention to what you're doing. The least costly is not always the most uh, prudent way to go. Uh, certainly when you're out and about and you don't have the opportunity to check before you buy uh, to verify that what you're getting is safe, then the recommendation certainly I would make is error on the side of safety and be careful what you're allowing, particularly your children, but even yourself to put on where to uh, use as products. Uh, as Frank pointed out, you put a set of beads on and, and you don't have clothing underneath them, that lead or that cadmium, the trans transfer of that those toxic materials does find its way into your skin and that then uh, over time can become quite a quite an issue for you right um, you know the list of the list of things on the internet and in the uh, general news is tremendous there's a, a couple of things uh, just as comments I know in looking at uh, the NBA gear. Uh, some folks uh, commented on those reports and kind of took issue with the reporters uh, suggesting that uh, perhaps we could have spent our tax dollars better by doing something else than to chase the bad guys that were making available inexpensive NBA equipment, which is, for the most part, it's rather expensive. Uh, but then again, it's rather expensive because we are, in fact, uh, having to deal with the counterfeits. The manufacturers are actually needing to protect themselves in order to protect us as consumers. Um, I'd like to thank both you, uh, Frank and Yulia. I really appreciate uh, your time today. I, um, we're uh, coming up to the end of our show, so... I look forward to having you both uh, back on the show in the near future. Well, thank you, Stan. My pleasure. Thank you, Stan, very much. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Okay. The show, you know, it, it is all about helping 
working together to help the community. It is, we're, we're not a test house, we're not a certification body. We are an advocacy for doing things the right way. My personal uh, business and activities, I do a lot of work with manufacturers, uh, educating consumers and trying to um, do what we can on a national and an international level to bring about a safer world for all of us to work in. Uh, bringing people together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. I'd like to invite you to uh, send me your questions, uh, comments. Let us know what you like or dislike about the show. Uh, hopefully it's more like than dislike, but please uh, do that. We have a new website, stansalot.com. You can send your questions there. You can uh, actually check in there, become part of our community, and uh, look at uh, what we're doing on a regular basis. I'd like to once again uh, recognize our supporters and our uh, sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, BQPM provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. Again, the principles of BQPM played key roles in the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program that's used by more than 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate their compliance to the European Union and other restriction of hazardous substance laws. You can learn more about what BQPM does and uh, how they can help you at bqpm.com. The independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components, you want to contact Secure Components, Secure Components, LLC, first company in the world to achieve international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. The I, their IECQ CAP certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS6081 standard. When you need to find high-quality, obsolete, and hard-to-find components, you want secure components on your team. To learn more about what secure components can do for you, visit their website at securecomponents.com. And I also want to recognize, once again, Goldberg Sagala. Uh, regular contributor on our show, a uh, show that I think is greatly enhanced with Frank and his uh, members of his organization at Goldberg Zagala. Uh, if you need legal assistance, and hopefully you don't, but if you do or you want advice on how to make sure you don't in the future, by all means, contact Frank. Uh, you can find them at GoldbergSagala.com. And from Voice America, we have Brandy Jackson, our general manager, Yulia, uh, Yulia it's uh, Robert Cellino, our executive producer, Randy Jackman, production manager, Jeffrey Gerstel, director of host services, Brooke Ide, man marketing and social media, and of course, Yulia Coach, coach branding and people-to-people -people production manager, these are the people that uh, make it all possible for us to, to hold this show and hopefully provide the value that you're seeking. Thank you again for listening, for tuning in, and remember that uh, we're here every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Um, do what you can to make a difference in the fight against hazardous substance and counterfeit products. 
check in with us, check us online, become part of the community of people to people working together for your safety. Uh, Look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 